Welcome to the We Are Here podcast, a podcast all about entrepreneurship on the South Coast, collecting stories and lessons from entrepreneurs and community leaders to learn firsthand how they've built their business or organization so we can build our own. The South Coast is a small place, and we're letting the business world know that we are here. Show your support by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the We Are Here podcast, and join the newsletter for all of our latest announcements and upcoming episodes at southcoast.fm slash subscribe. That's southcoast.fm slash subscribe. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the We Are Here podcast. I hate to say special edition. It's not a special edition. There's nothing special about this edition. But it's I awareness. It's special. You have us here. That, that is, this is true. You, <laughs> you folks are special. And actually, hold on. Let me hop Sarah into the mix. Hey, Sarah. everyone. Uh, we are... We are live, so let's just uh, go around the room, and I'll go uh, to the right. Just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do. Shelly, you're to my right. I'll let you go first. Hello, I'm the director of programs for E4All, which is Entrepreneurship for All. We are in um, the South Coast, as well as seven other communities in Massachusetts and one in Colorado. Awesome. Sarah, where can folks find you? Hey, I'm Sarah Athenis, and I'm the co-founder, current owner of Groundwork. We're a co-working space uh, right here in New Bedford, and you can find us at newbedfordcoworking.com. And Marlissa. I am Marlissa Brigitte, and I'm with South Coast Almanac. We're a, a quarterly magazine that explores the people and places of the South Coast, and you can find us at southcoastalmanac.com. So today's uh, the impetus behind today. We'll chat. 20, 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, just sort of highlighting um, some of the feedback uh, we're all hearing, right, from other small businesses that are being impacted by this whole uh, COVID-19 coronavirus thing that's happening to us. Um, we all talk to a lot of business owners. We're all in a sort of uh, uh, centers of a lot of uh, activity uh, around here. I mean, some of the things that I'm hearing and sort of my day job is selling software and I, I haven't really seen uh, to like medium and, and large size uh, businesses. I've yet to see a big impact. So let's talk on the positive side. <laughs> I've yet to see a big impact uh, from, you know, the, the customers that, that we're, that I'm dealing with day to day. A lot of people are in the tech space that are in, you know, the circles that I travel in. A lot of them are very accustomed to working from home. This isn't new to them. This is just their, average day, except they just can't leave the house, I guess. Uh, and building sites, building software continues to uh, to drum on and at a normal pace. So it stands right now. Uh, but from the small business impact a couple days ago, or actually last uh, this past Friday, I think I put together uh, a survey for folks to fill out and just give us some feedback on, you know, around this whole, this whole COVID-19 impact. And there's a lot of examples in this, and I'm going to link it up uh, as soon as I pass the microphone uh, in the chat. But there's a lot of great feedback in there uh, from folks that are, are being affected by this. And Shelly, I'll, I'll, I'll pass it to you first, because I, I think I know that a lot of the folks in the EFRAL, a lot of the cohorts that have come and come through the program, restaurants, eateries, food trucks, a lot of these people are, are feeling the impact uh, on this. Has there been like a resource that's been shared with e for all that people are sort of getting directed to, to, I don't know, reach out or at least identify themselves as, look, we need to we need some help here. 
Yeah. So what's interesting is, and it was great to see you put a survey together right away. Um, we started working on one and then I realized one thing that's so interesting, what we're all going through is things are changing so quickly. So you may have asked a restaurant how they were feeling last Tuesday, and that would have been different than how they were feeling on Friday. And that would have been very different than how they're feeling Monday morning. So things are happening very rapidly. As I've started to see resources, I have seen some, you know, um, the chamber put together some things. I did start a resource list. I just put it on a medium blog just to get it up quick and running. As we're talking right now, our headquarters team at E4ALL is um, putting that on our website so we can keep up to date with resources. Um, we are also putting out today, all of our sites are going to be sending an email out to all entrepreneurs, whether it's a food business or not, for them to let us know how we could also help boost their business. So whether they're do they have gift cards that are available online or by phone, or they have links to that, we're doing that as well. And then one thing that we're really looking to do is offer some video guidance for people. Um, I know some people aren't online and they may, they may right now be like, how do I get online? So maybe we have somebody in the eFraud community that would volunteer to, to do a, a video workshop like that. So we're, we're very actively thinking of ways to help um, the businesses that have come through our program, but also all businesses. So if we can, if we have a resource um, internally, we can share it, but then we're also just trying to collect all the things that are, that are being um, shared from everybody else. And Sarah, what about you? What, what are you hearing from uh, the folks in the co-working? Um, you know, there's some of our members are highly vulnerable and others are not. So it's it's really been a mix. Um, most of our people, due to the fact that they're working in a co-working space, <laughs> typically means they can work anywhere. So the transition to working remotely isn't that huge for them. But we do have um, some members that are in vulnerable industries. I lost a couple members on Friday um, because they just got hit super hard. A lot of events got canceled for them and they were just like, we got to slash expenses ASAP. So fortunately, we haven't seen a lot of that yet, but um, I'm anticipating there's going to be at least a little bit more. So I'm trying to plan for that. Um, and, you know, on the practical level at the co-working space, we're a monthly membership, a monthly subscription service. So I'm trying to figure out what is the best and the most fair way to handle that with our members moving forward. Um, you know, the most important thing for me, obviously, is to retain as many members as I can on the other side of that and um, just do the bare minimum to kind of keep things in a hibernation mode in the meantime. And, and you've gotten fairly creative, right? I think uh, you just got off uh, what is now going to be like a daily Zoom call, right? And for folks who mm -hmm. don't know what Zoom is, it's sort of like what we're doing right here. You can It's a chat app. It's a uh, uh, one that is sort of like a Skype, if some folks are familiar with it. And um, that's sort of like a new way for you to to have an engaged community, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We just had our second one today and, um, you know, I had to throw that together really fast. Like, all right, we got to keep the community together here. How are we going to do this? And it's been really amazing. Uh, we had a completely different group of people yesterday and today, um, very different conversations, really interesting conversations. And it's kind of, I'm realizing like, wow, this is a way that we've never interacted before when we're physically in the space. And it's actually in a lot of ways more like, more vulnerable, more immediate. People are having really in-depth conversations and kind of sharing existential questions. <laughs> and um, it's been really cool to see that. So I hope that, you know, there are some positive things coming out of this if, as we all try to develop different ways to connect with each other. 
it's going to take some creative thinking, uh, some outside the box stuff, right? Finding new opportunities in this. And, you know, I know it's still super early, but there could be some good things that come out of this. Marlissa, uh, you were mentioning in the creators group the other day, like how you position advertisement, right? Mm -hmm. Now is not, you know, it's crazy to say, and, and it's almost, you might feel a little weird to say it's like, now is not the time to cut advertising because you need yeah. to, to stay top of mind. But what I've always enjoyed uh, about uh, like just like content creation and publishing or advertising is you, you have the ability to get creative, right. In ways to support customers. Uh, you know, do you have any early thoughts on, on how you might approach advertising or supporting your, your existing advertisers uh, in the future? Yeah. So that's what's certainly what I'm in. I, I, I've been thinking about the last few days. Um, we'll certainly be extending grace periods because there Many of our advertisers are from the local community. They're mom and pops, they're independents. They are, some of them are fine or at least fine for now. Others are restaurants and stores and they're gonna be impacted right away. So we're gonna to have to figure out in this next billing cycle, I'm gonna send out a letter saying, you know, if you're impacted, um, we understand and we can extend a grace period for payment, you know, Conversely, it's tough for us because, I mean, I empathize with them because they have razor thin margins. And I know that because I have razor thin <laughs> margins. So I'm trying to balance it. And um, certainly that's that's true for um, our business is a little funky. We get paid after we do the work. So, I mean, I guess other people do that too. Um, so we're still getting paid for our March issue, and but we're already looking down at May and thinking, oh my God, these people they're not going to be able to commit to advertising. So I'm definitely trying to figure out other creative ways to keep them in, um, in the magazine so that when things rebound, people are seeing them and thinking, Oh yeah, I'm going to go eat there or I'm going to go shop there or whatever. Um, so there, there's just a lot of ideas percolating, but they, it definitely has to be outside the box because they're not going to be able to commit um, to a May advertising. I mean, one of the things I was thinking of is, I mean, there's so many people that haven't like, they, you know, what we were just talking about before, like, how do we get people online? Maybe doing like a, a video, uh, like workshop or whatever to, to help prepare folks for doing this kind of thing. I mean, there, there were some people out there that still don't even have websites, right? <clears throat> it's like, yeah. man, <laughs> like, uh, you know, that's, it's how, is there a way to prepare or, or I don't know, Shelly, if you've heard anybody do anything through eFrall, get creative. Um, are there people that are, are just having to close the doors? Like, especially thinking about restaurants that, that like ha they have to close. It's the law, right? <laughs> like you can't, I mean, you can still do delivery and, and takeout, but for a lot of people who might not even have an online presence or a way to reach out to, to people to say, place an order, look for our gift certificate here. Um, have you heard about anybody sort of doing anything about that at all? Yeah, I mean, I have seen people that were not in the takeout or delivery space that are now getting into it. And um, the government is waiving some of that where, you know, there needed to be some permitting before. And a lot of that is getting waived, which is really good. Um, I don't have any specific examples of any restaurants that aren't online. I feel like at least they have social media presence if they don't have a website. So I have seen some people just say, call us for you know, to pre-order, we'll bring it out to you. I, I've definitely seen some of that. Uh, yeah. Happening. Yeah. Um, from a storytelling perspective, uh, Marlissa, uh, how, how important is, 
you know, uh, keeping folks in the loop with, you know, let me take a step back. So in my inbox, all I'm getting, <laughs> you know, is the COVID-19 updates, you know, here's what we're doing. Everyone's doing the same thing, but you know, as, as an individual, I'm just looking at it going, okay, that's great. I'm getting an update from this brand, which I haven't heard from in literally, you know, two years, but all of a sudden <laughs> I'm getting this, this update about it. Uh, it's great to see that they're doing it. And like the marketer in me is like, is everybody just saying the same damn thing? <laughs> you know, it's just the same updates. I know you're the best at XYZ and you're prepared for COVID-19 and all this fun yeah. stuff. But I mean, is there a silver lining? Is there like a, a, a lesson uh, from a marketing perspective is maybe that some of the brands that really shouldn't be talking about this stuff, like just stay out of our inboxes. Like, are you, are you have you been creatively thinking about how to message and prepare this? Is that, so we have, for example, we have a, Donut Manas that we planned long ago, and it's basically the top sixteen, the sweet sixteen donut shops on the on the south coast, and it all seems like a fun idea, and it's still a fun idea. And we launched it on Friday, which was sort of at the beginning, not. But I thought, okay, well, it's still it's takeout, you know, like, and so we put it out there. We put an email, and and I got um, a couple of responses from people saying, "Thank you so much for something in my inbox." To your point, that's not that's fun and happy and I really appreciate this. So that's Friday and then already, so the first round ends tonight um, at five and then we go to the second round starts um, tomorrow, the voting. And I'm already thinking, okay, how do I frame it that the tone is right? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we need mm -hmm. things, um, but, and, and I don't wanna be flip, but I also think that we need some things to buoy our spirits, right? And, um, and a well, it's changed tremendously because I don't even know for some of the donut shops if they will be open with donuts, you know? So it's, I think the, the stories, um, I think we have to balance it with positive stories. Um, and I think actually in the end, that will be what comes out of this is all the things that are really sort of moving us. I, I know that we're probably all moved by the offers from strangers to Venmo people who are out of work right now, or, um, you know, those Italians singing in the balconies mm -hmm. that really gets me. And I'm trying to figure out how we can do that around here. Um, and I think in the end, that's what we'll come away with some just wonderful stories about communities coming together, the South coast coming together, all, but all communities um, serve the best of them on display through this horrible time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and, and we hope to be able to tell those stories. Yeah, um, uh, Sarah, I know you were wrestling uh, with uh, the content camp, you know, yeah. in in person, you know, and we sort I sort of you know we were sort of joking like, well, you, you made the call to to sort of cancel the in person event, which was first week of April, right? Um, and then it literally became outlawed. <laughs> you, you, you were doing something that was going to be tremendously illegal. Yes, uh, and so it's a good thing that, that you did postpone it. Um, <laughs> sense of community, in-person stuff. I mean, I know that you're in a sort of this hybrid mix where people come in, but they also work remote. You have these in-person, you know, groups. Silver lining for you through this that that you think you can you can build upon. Yeah, I mean, I think we're really quickly trying to expand our, our virtual programming, and I, I don't intend to like lean on that 100% in the future. I'm still a very firm believer in the power of face-to-face -face interaction and community. 
Um, but I do think there's something to be said with um, doing things virtually that kind of bolsters the in-person community and allows people to connect to who don't normally get a chance to do so. Um, on our Zoom call today, for example, we had a member in Denmark, we had a member on the Outer Cape, we had a member who never comes into the space before, who just is a community member that doesn't even know any of our new members pop in. So it was like this whole group of people that don't actually normally interact, even though they're all groundwork members. Yeah. Um, so I think there is a lot of, you know, potential for positive things to come out of that. And just to think about how we're more intentional about our community building, because we're usually like, oh, it's a spontaneous, everyone's in the same space. You know, we we introduce people when we can, but we just kind of let it happen organically. And this is this is something much more intentional that's emerging out of that. So I think that's a really good lesson to take away. Yeah, I think when this cloud lifts, I think there'll be, and Shelly, you and I, have talked about this a lot, especially like the downtown New Bedford scene and and just how much they mobilize regularly, you know, without this stuff that I think we'll see some kind of, um, I don't know, just uh, more intent uh, by, you know, to, to bolster up local community, right? I mean, there will be a literally, you know, come out and spend your money at local businesses festival <laughs> where, where people will happily then come out because we've been cooped up for however long this might take uh, to go out, s spend and support. Um, so things will, you know, I hate to, to use the word interesting, but things will definitely get interesting and, and creative. I hope, um, you know, once we sort of the dust settles here, a have you heard Shelly from like the Colorado scene and, and just like the, the national scene or the regional scene, like what other people are doing? Is it, is it better in any other place or is everybody pretty much the same? No, it's actually been very interesting. Um, the timing of all of this is is wild. On on March fourth, we had a, a team meeting at headquarters about putting out a memo to staff about not coming to work sick. And at that time, I was asked, you know, how would we handle events if this were to get bad? And I was like, I can't answer that question in five minutes. I what I don't know what you mean. A week later, I was very actively canceling all public events. Um, and then two days after that, that's when, you know, we started to hear word that you couldn't have events over 250, then down to 125 and 10, just literally over days. So it's all been very, very quickly. Uh, the day that Governor Baker declared a state of emergency, his message, you know, and I, I read the whole thing. If you just heard, if you just, you know, saw highlights that people were sharing, you only kind of hear, you know, just a quick recap. But when listening to the whole thing, I took it seriously when he said everything I'm talking about is guidance for the executive branch, but I do think businesses should also follow our lead in limiting or eliminating travel or events. And that's when I made that final call of, you know, we're going to pull everything. Um, but at the time it was like, you know, just for the next two weeks and then we'll see what happens. The same day, the governor of Colorado made a statement and his statement was like, we're still open for tourism. We're still very much open for business. So there are some states that are you know, Massachusetts is like one of the fifth highest of cases right now. So Massachusetts is definitely a little forward. We don't have you for all sites in Southern places, but I have friends and family that have, you know, contacted me when I put out a um, blog post last week about canceling events being like, you know, you're saying this, but how am I going to pay my rent? And I was like, I don't have the answers. I'm just, I'm just telling you, this is the situation that, that we're in and, and that we're, we're headed in. Um, one, silver lining that I think is, like I said, things are happening really fast. And I think that we are going to see more and more relief programs come out. 
you know, we've seen some good loan opportunities, but loans are not the answer for a lot of businesses. You know, I think sometimes it seems like that's great. I'll be able to get some money right now, but you're going to also have to pay it off. Um, Facebook just announced today a hundred million dollar um, grant program. Um, I was on a phone call yesterday with some legislature of Massachusetts, a congresswoman, state reps, and they're all working like around the clock on different ways to help. And I, that makes me very hopeful that we're going to see a lot of different um, programs to to help not just business owners, but all the people that are soon to be unemployed and, um, you know, dealing with some unfortunate me medical issues as well. So I, yeah. I am hopeful because like I said, I think today people are very anxious of like getting all the answers and I'm like, they're coming, like they're coming rapidly. We see more and more and more um, programs happen, like coming out all the time. Yeah. The, um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I think some of the things too, uh, now more than ever, right? Especially with uh, news sharing and and information gathering, I think, which is di very difficult. I mean, this is just a human problem. It's not even like it's not even like the 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 COVID the COVID nineteen problem. This is where people share links <clears throat> and they're unvetted sources. The the data is inaccurate. Um, people really have to just spend some time uh, making sure that they're reading the right source uh, of, of information. Uh, having said that, I see pe plenty of people on the beaches of Florida, you know, still yeah. congregating <laughs> and jumping through the waves as if nothing is happening. So uh, I guess I should double check to make sure that those images are, are, are in fact, not deep fakes, but real uh, tourists that are still enjoying the beach. Yeah. But I do think something to keep in mind is that I, I think information, it changes so rapidly. Yeah. And I don't know of a time that I can think of where we've experienced something like this. So if you're quoting something from yesterday, you're out of date. You know, yeah. if, if you're, and you know, I mean, there's some articles that are are keeping up to date and they're really good at uh, as live as it can be. But I think that's the issue. And I, I do think that there are some states, like I said, um, I was just communicating with cousins in Virginia about an event that they were having in two weeks saying like, I don't, I won't be able to go. And they were like, we're not sure yet if we're gonna cancel. And I was like, I, I think you have to. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're, you know, they're where New York is even further along than Massachusetts, where they yeah. already started shutting um, a lot down. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I saw some folks, I had some friends like text messaging me, like, uh, you know, all right, let me, let me preface this that this is not an official news source. Please check the facts before I say this. Uh, but I had some friends like text me, uh, Amazon's not delivering any, any items anymore. Like they're not delivering and then I, I i'm okay so i checked check twitter check some of the sources they're suspending some of the shipments of non-essential items to warehouses doesn't mean that they're not shipping uh to uh, end users or to the house homes uh anymore uh, but that they are prioritizing uh more of the medical and and essentials uh getting shipped to the warehouses so that they can in fact ship them uh to us faithful prime members <laughs> that get yeah. two-day delivery so always be diligent to dig as deep down the rabbit hole as you can to make sure that we're getting the source of information. Just the other day, Governor Baker, when I was watching his latest um, address on Sunday, he said, like, don't listen to what your friend of a friend of a friend says, this is what we're doing. And literally like 20 minutes later, a friend of mine messaged me and was like, Massachusetts is, is doing, is going to announce a total lockdown. I was like, he literally just said he's not doing that. And he just <laughs> said, do not listen to a friend of a friend. And it was like, uh, well, my roommates, like, you know, coworker called and I was like, 
okay, he just said this though. And I think that's part of it. I think that people are reading just the headline. Listen, I've watched Trump more in the past week than I have in his entire presidency or his entire everything he's done on, on any television. And, um, you know, those press conferences are long. And when you read a quick blurb, you just get a quick blurb. And there's a lot of stuff that's being talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, let's kick it off. You know, you know what I've noticed, actually? Is anyone else wrestling to not touch their face? Because oh I'm, I'm just sitting I'm here. I'm moving like, my hair. Yeah. <laughs> really hard yeah it's like <laughs> trying to find new things to fidget you know yeah <laughs> I have a friend who said her mantra now is do not touch my face do not look at my 401k <laughs> uh, where are the fidget spinners when you need them um, know, right <laughs> have there been any pot like let's let's kick let's leave it off on sort of a, a, a positive note here what have you been doing uh, uh marlissa let me start with you a anything fun different you've been doing to sort of cope with this you know outside of business maybe just uh being cooped up at home so we've been not today because it's raining out today although it seems to be brightening up um we've been going on a walk on it like we went to fort barton and tiverton yesterday we went to um west island and fairhaven so we're sort of doing the south coast tour the hikes that so we're kind of like doing a walk every day to keep us from going stir crazy and to just sort of be grateful that we live here and that if we're going to be self-quarantined that we're self-quarantined here sarah how about you um yeah pretty much the exact same as marlissa i went for two long walks this weekend and um yesterday as well and i, I usually try to do that at least once a week get out into the woods but it seems like we're gonna have a lot more time freeing up to, <laughs> to get into the woods lately. So, I mean, it was, the trailhead parking lot was like jammed, you know, and everyone was kind of trying to give each other a lot of space passing on, <laughs> on the trail, but um, it's just, it was nice to see a lot of other people outside too. Shelly? I definitely need to get out in the woods. Um, <laughs> you know, it occurred to me the other day that before uh, COVID-19 hit us all, um, I was really obsessed with watching the West Wing and was listening to the West Wing weekly podcast. And it was like completely obsessed with that. I'm also a, a masterclass member or subscriber and was listening to like US presidential stuff. And so this past week, I'm like, oh my God, I really need a break from all things you know, politic and business. So I started listening to the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast, and that's been like really great. So when I wake up in the morning, I put that on before I check the news and I listen to that before I um, go to bed. Um, and I, I, you know, I've been social distancing, but I, there are a few friends that we've been hanging out and we're like, you know what, it's very small group. We're being really careful and, um, you know, just to be able to like touch base here and there and take a quick ride around the South Coast. This is like prohibition, right? In the twenties when they're like secret bars in the cellar. Don't tell anybody. I know. I felt like I was down. just like, I shouldn't admit that. I shouldn't admit it. It's just two people. I swear. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll have a knock on the door in about five minutes. And you'll, somebody will take you away. So thanks for joining Shelly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, same here. I have three kids, three under three or three kids under three. Um, and, um, you know, just trying to keep uh, social distancing from my own children uh, because <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been quite a ride. Uh, but we uh, they experienced lucky charms for the first time today oh. uh, and they were just ecstatic about it. 
So, and so was my wife. Uh, but uh, remember from coronavirus, they'll be like, oh yeah, that was the time we first had Lucky Charm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is the first and last box you'll ever have, children. <laughs> um, well, that's great stuff. I mean, you know, trying to keep a positive uh, approach and a positive outlook across all this stuff. We know it's difficult. I know it's difficult. Uh, everyone on this panel knows it's difficult. Difficult. If you have any questions for us, just reach out. I think uh, the four of us are quite receptive to anyone who you know just needs somebody either to talk to or come up with some creative ideas to keep them in business. So keep on keeping on. Is that what you say at the end of the world? Is that what they say at the sure. end of the world in movies? <laughs> uh, we'll, be, we'll be here for you. Um, stuff like that. So anyway, check out the survey. I left the comment in, um, I left the link in the comments associated to this live stream. Uh, look for a business there. If you have a, a helping hand, you want to help them out, reach out to them. If you're a small business, take the survey, let folks know how you're dealing with this. And hopefully the collective sum of this data uh, can help somebody. I've had a couple... Uh, news outlets reach out to me about it. Maybe they can shed uh, shine some light on some of the uh, other businesses uh, that are listed there and hopefully somebody can get some help that they need. So we'll just go around the room one last time. Shelly, where can folks reach out to say thanks? Um, I'm on Facebook, Shelly Carduce. Also, you can um, reach out through eforall.org. It's E-F-O-R-A-L-L.org. O-R-G. And we, I just checked our resource list is up there and you can contact me through there as well. Awesome. Sarah? Um, you can email me directly, sarah at newbedfordcoworking.com. You can also find Groundwork on Facebook, um, also on Twitter at Sarah Athenis, um, any of those. Got a lot of time on my hands right now. so <laughs> <laughs> Taking up a new hobby, all that fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marlissa? You can find, you can send me an email at marlissa, M-A-R-L-I-S-S-A, at southcoastalmanac.com. We're also, you can subscribe. Actually, Matt, you've taught me this through your podcasts. Um, <laughs> southcoastalmanac.com backslash subscribe, and you'll get our regular newsletters, which don't come in too frequently, but you'll learn about things like Joe McManus. Um, and we're on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Everybody else, southcoast.fm slash subscribe to join the mailing list. Number one way to stay connected. Don't forget, we have a free Facebook group for content creators if you're out there now with time on your hands and you want to learn how to do some better content marketing uh, and join a group of passionate South Coast businesses. Look up South Coast Content Creators on Facebook. And uh, we do some accountability stuff. You know, if you're struggling, trying to figure stuff out, pop a question in there. And the group is uh, more than willing to lend a hand. All right, that's it for the broadcast. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.